Have you ever wondered what it'll be like to be mentored and taught by RC and Lisa? To be a part of an exclusive group with opportunities to ask questions to RC directly? There is a program called Mordecai Mission. It may be the opportunity you're looking for. Mordecai is a 12-week program conducted on Zoom by RC and Lisa. The program is named Mordecai because it was Mordecai who mentored Esther into her reign as queen. RC has been called the King of Queens. His passion for empowering women is like that of Mordecai. The program is for women seeking spiritual and emotional healing as well as a sense of purpose and a return to self-love. It's biblically based and spiritually empowered. It is roughly an hour of teaching done by RC. It then moves into Q&A. The program is based on three pillars. One, inner healing. Two, self-discovery. And three, self-development. The program runs for 12 weeks straight. Meetings are at the same time every weekend. The meetings are about 90 minutes to 2 hours. To be a part of the next group, go to www.rcblakes.com and register. Seats are limited. Pray about it. And if you feel a witness in your heart, don't procrastinate. Go ahead and register. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I am so excited today to be able to share with you out of my heart. I would love for you to invite some others to come in and to be a part of this conversation today. I believe that it's really going to be a good one for, for the sisters and for the brothers that might be in the room with us. You can say amen. Um, I also want to thank all of you for uh, helping me to grow my YouTube channel to a half a million. We just recently passed that milestone. And uh, I'm so grateful for you because it took, and it takes all of you to help me to grow and to become all that um, I'm becoming. My children and my grandchildren actually came by uh, and they all made a big deal of the half a million uh, mark. You know, I just kind of mentioned it but they really came by and put me in a real sentimental kind of place. It's a wonderful thing when your children and your family rally around you and actually love you and, and actually say to you, I'm proud of you. Well, today I want to deal with something that will help you if, if, if this is where you are, you know, as a woman. If this is not where you are, um, it, it's, it's probably not going to do much for you. But for those of you who are still hopeful that God can, you know, believe that God is still God and he can actually raise a husband up for you, 
um, this is for you. For those of you who say, oh, well, there are no good men out here. Ain't no husbands out here. It's over. I'm done for. Well, I can't really help you until you get your mindset adjusted. Sometimes we're not, um, we're not in receipt of certain things because we're not really prepared for the things that we say we desire. Sometimes we as men say, well, uh, you know, I want a wife, but we ourselves are not yet husbands. Sometimes we say we want husbands, and uh, or you say you want husbands, and you yourselves are not yet wives. So I want to talk to those who are in a mindset, in a frame of mind, to learn, to grow, and um, who are yet hopeful that if God did it for one, he can do it for another. So I want to talk to you and I want to talk about understanding how to be the one in a man's life. How to be the woman that brings a man to a place where he says, okay, this is it, period. You know, I can end my search, this is it. And when I say a man, I'm talking about a grown man with a grown man's mindset. I'm not talking about, um, you know, a a man-child. <laughs> I'm talking about a grown man who understands that he needs more than a sexual experience, who understands that he, he needs um, a woman, a wife that he can build with. But you see, no, no wise man makes a decision for a woman um, until he knows that this woman is the one. And so what I want to do is I want to share with you out of my experience relative to what it takes to be considered the one in a great man's life. Now, if you just want to be, you know, attractive to clowns, all you got to do is just get half naked, pop some gum and, uh, you know, shake your hips on the dance floor. That's all you got to do. You can, you can attract more clowns than you can shake a stick at. But if you want to really attract a great man and if you want him to recognize who you are and that is a wife, and the thing you have to understand about being a wife is that you have to be one before you become one. You have to be a wife before an engagement. You have to be a wife before a wedding. Men don't engage to women who are not yet wives. And so the things I'm sharing with you now are the things that you as a woman need to put into motion. And these are the same things that, at least, at least these are some of the same things that you will have to um, make staples or part of your constitution as a wife. Because the same thing it takes to get them, male and female, it takes to keep them. Sometimes we forget that. You know, as men, we forget that it takes a certain thing to get your woman, and it takes that same thing plus more to keep her. So understanding how to be the one in a man's life, the one that he puts that ring on. Well, if you go to, um, if you go to Proverbs 31, 28 and 29, it says, 
and this is speaking again, you know, I always reference the, the virtuous woman. I think it's, I think Proverbs 31 is the guide to any high value queen conscious woman. I really do. You read and you dissect Proverbs 31 relative to that virtuous woman. You, you pretty much learn just about everything there is to know or learn about. At least it's, it's you know, in some abbreviated fashion, it, it deals with everything a virtuous woman, a queen conscious woman, a high value woman needs to know to attain and to maintain a high value king conscious man. And in Proverbs 31, 28 and 29 it says, her children arise up and call her blessed. And then it says, her husband also, and he praiseth her. And he, in verse 29 it says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. And some translations have that, uh, suggesting that verse 29 are the words of her husband to her. Many daughters, many women have done well, but you excel them all. You are by far, in other words, the one. You know, anybody that knows my, um, my history, and I, you know, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty free with my testimony. You know, I, I've been no angel in my life, you know, at least in the earliest stages of my life. No angel at all. I was a womanizer. Um, people say, well, how do, you, how do you know all of this stuff? It's because I've lived all of this stuff. And when I sit and I share my heart with you from a man's or a father's perspective, it's because I've done all of these things, you know. But then there came a time that it was between God and, and Lisa then my whole life changed. And when, when I made a commitment to Lisa, I knew I had the one. And I made a commitment to her, and that commitment was to be faithful. And watch this, it's, we're going on 27 years later. We're both older. We started out in our 20s, now we're in our 50s. And I'm more in love with her today than I, I was, you know, at the beginning because she was the one and so there were some intangibles you see because I had had I had had beautiful women you know and Lisa was the most beautiful woman I'd ever put my eyes on is the most beautiful woman that's my woman that's my wife but at the time you know she was just amazing to me in, in that sense but that wasn't enough because I had had beautiful women. But there were some internal intangibles that this lady employed that made me say of her like the husband of the Proverbs 31 woman said of her, many, many women have done well, but you excel them all. You are the one. And let me say this now. See, you can't just sit here and listen to me and then fall back into a faithless mode where you don't trust God. You see, you keep asking me the question, where can I find a, a, a good man? You've got to stop looking, quite honestly. You just have to start being the best version of yourself as a woman, and then you attract what you actually are. If you just live your life every day uh, to maximize your womanhood, 
what happens is uh, your frequency attracts to you, and when you when you really commit yourself to you know maximizing and actualizing, then you then you allow God to do what only God can do. You see, God put Lisa in my life. God prepared me to be Lisa's husband. I wasn't nobody. I wasn't no good for, to be nobody's husband. It was God that took me and prepared my heart to be Lisa's husband. If God did that for me, he can do the same thing for, for any of these other brothers. But you have to make certain that you are functioning at a level where you can be recognized as the one. As long as you're sitting around here with some low-key misandry, and that's the opposite of misogyny, you know, a hatred for men, because you haven't gotten over, you know, whatever somebody did to you in the past, and now you're transferring all of that negative and that toxic energy to every man you see, but yet somewhere in your, in your heart you want a man, but everything you have to say about men is negative. Well, you know, it's clear for you, know, it should be clear to you that there's not much good that's going to come of that. But there are intangible factors that play into a woman captivating a grown man's heart. It's not her size. It's not her shape. It's not her weight. It's not her eye color. No, 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 no. There are some internal factors. There's a certain wisdom that this woman or these women live with that um, attracts there's a certain there's a certain feminine wisdom that these women live with that attracts these masculine men that are built for leadership and commitment and covenant if you if you look in second corinthians 4 and 18 the bible says so we look not and this is the amplified so we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are unseen for the things which are visible are temporal just brief and fleeting in other words but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable if 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 you as a woman spent as much time working on your inner qualities and wisdom and understanding of men, if you spend as much time working on those invisible qualities, those intangibles, that wisdom and that understanding, as you do on the physical, it would be amazing. The results, the outcomes would be amazing. But let me jump right in. Time is flying. What does it take, what kind of mindset does a woman have to have to be recognized as the one by a great man? Number one, she needs to understand this. Write this down somewhere. Men are emotional. Men are very emotional. You know, when you see, um, you know, you, you hear people say, well, and I've said it too ignorantly, you know, man ought not be so emotional. There's a certain kind of emotional that a man shouldn't be. And it's the kind of emotional that, you know, um, registers as feminine 
But men are emotional. In fact, about it, we are more emotional than women. That's why we're so violent. What do you think violence comes from? It comes from an overload of negative emotion. Retaliation is about emotion. Anger is about emotion. And so, as men, we are very, very emotional. And the difference between men and women is that, and I'm going somewhere with this, women tend to vent their emotion, while we as men tend to um, contain it. This is why we have so many health problems. This is why we have high blood pressure, heart issues, and all of that kind of stuff. It's because we keep all of this tension and we keep all of this weight and all of this toxicity from the world and everything that you know is involved in that. We keep that stuff in. So when a woman understands that men are emotional, she then also simultaneously understands that he needs peace. The most attractive woman in the world is the woman that brings peace into a man's world. I think it was Denzel Washington. He did not say it in those terms, but nonetheless he said it. That the, the most attractive woman, the most powerful thing, the most powerful attraction in a man's life to a woman is the woman that brings him peace. You can be fine and you can be sexual and you can do all of that kind of stuff but if you don't know how to bring peace to that man's troubled soul his interest in you will probably be short-lived and I'm told the proper way to say that is short-lived but most of you all would think I was wrong so I choose the, the, the wrong approach so that I don't miscommunicate or get you off track he needs peace. Number one, you want to be you want to be the one that is the one. Bring peace to that man's life. There's some of you right now who have great guys, but you're not really bringing peace. You're bringing a lot of confusion. You're bringing a lot of drama. You're bringing a lot of noise. You're bringing a lot of problems. You got a good man. But you're not his peace because nobody's ever taught you this. That when a man comes home, he doesn't need to come home to, you know, pots banging. He doesn't need to come home to just a lot of noise and drama. He needs a woman at home that becomes his peace. Not a woman that's always fussing and always griping and always... You know, you always got to complain about nothing. You know, brother working, he ain't cheating on you, he's bringing his money home, he's respecting you, and it's, it's almost like you're never satisfied. And it's like some of you, it's like you just push your man out the door. It's like you just take a good man and push him out of the door. Because nobody's ever taught you that the way, you, the way you become the one in a man's life is to be the woman that brings him peace. And in Proverbs 21 and 9 it says, It is better to dwell 
in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Better to live on the roof than to live in a mansion with a woman that does not bring you peace. I like the way Proverbs 31 and 11 says, speaking of that virtuous woman's husband, says the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She brings him peace. He, he, peace, he can what? Relax. He can relax. Now, how does, you know, what are some of the practical moves that wise women make with their men? And again, when I say that, you know, every, every male is not, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily qualify as a man. I'm not just saying that every little, every little dude walking around here with some tennis shoes and jeans uh, is deserving of what I'm talking about. But when a woman has a real man, a wise woman becomes that man's peace. How does she do that? Letter A, she's kind. You know it's hard to find a kind woman today sometimes. And then it's weird how... Um, <laughs> I guess I just got to go and say it. It's just weird to me how a woman can have an abusive man that was not God-ordained and she can bend over backwards and give him her heart, her body, her money, and her respect and everything else and he abuse her. And then when he, when he finally, when God finally gets him out of her life and a respectable, respectful man comes along. It's like a lot of women say, well, I'm going to make this guy pay for what the other man did. So you're going to take a man that's doing it right and you're going to treat him the way you should have treated the man that did it wrong when you treated the man that did it wrong like you should be treating the man that did it right. You cook for that abusive man you smile for that abusive man. But now you have a good man and it's hard for a lot of women to be kind. I don't know if that's because of, um, in fact, I, maybe I do know it. It's because of trauma. Trauma has confused your judgment. And so there are a lot of women who are functioning out of um, this um, post-trauma syndrome of post-traumatic stress. And it's hard for you to be kind. You walk around, you walk, and, you know, somebody said to you, smile. Smile for what? Smile for what? And then you, then, then, then you ten minutes later, I sure wish God sent me a good man. Well, you think, do you think a good man is looking for a woman that doesn't even have enough feminine uh, consciousness to be nice? I know some of y'all cut me off, but that's all right. That's all right, cut me off. You'll come back later and watch it. The Bible says in Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. A woman that is the one, she uses her words intentionally. 
to bring peace. She's kind. Duke can't forget about her. Because she talked to him in a way that just settled his spirit. She the first thing he's looking for at the end of the work day. Because there's something about the way she talks to him. Hmm. There's a way that my wife talks to me. Now you know my wife is Jamaican and so sometimes she talks fast and she talks loud and you're almost going into that patois thing, you know. But at the end of the day, man, my wife knows how to talk to me. She, you know, she can be angry with me. She still call me bae. Sweetheart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She has all of these terms of endearment for me. Good morning, baby. How you doing? You had a good night? Yeah, sweetheart, I had one. Now, we've been together. You know, we get older together and everything. And this woman's still talking, you know, she's still kind to me. She's very nice to me. My wife is very nice to me. <laughs> I'm laughing because sometimes she can get a little rough. But generally, my wife is very kind. She's the one. Gentle. Let her be. You know, how do you bring peace to man? Be kind to him. Be gentle. You know? Be gentle with your man. Just like he, you know, should be a gentleman with you. But be gentle. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. And this is the amplified version. It says, your adornment must not be merely external with interweaving and elaborate knotting of the hair and wearing gold jewelry or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. But let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart. With the imperishable quality and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit. One that is calm and self-controlled. Not over anxious but serene and spiritually mature which is very precious in the sight of God. But notice how it says let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit. You need to be gentle. There's something about gentleness that gentleness represents femininity. See, you know, rough and tumble and what have you. You know, that, that, that's more representative of masculinity. My grandsons were just here in the house and my grandson Austin, my middle grandson, that joker there, man, my goodness, about to knock stuff over and everything else. Austin, Austin, sit down somewhere, boy. Sit down somewhere. The baby boy, you know, he stretched all out on the floor because that, you know, that masculine energy is, is rough, but feminine, you want to be, you want to be the one in a man's life. Be gentle, you know. Learn how to go and get your, get your feet done. I ain't got time to get my feet done. You know, man, come on now. Gentle. There, there ought to be a gentleness about you that, that captures a man. There ought to be a gentleness about your demeanor, the way you carry yourself, the way you handle yourself as a woman. It's too much work. Well, maybe it is. Depends on what you're looking for. 
And then let us see. You need to be tempered. You know, how do you bring peace? You need to be tempered. You know, you, you can't be all out of control emotionally, flying off at the handle, angry at the drop of a hat, wanting to fight and kicking your shoes off in the street and on the phone, cussing people out and all of that. No, 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 no. Have a, have a tempered temperament. If you look in Titus uh, chapter 2 verses 4 and 5, it says, Then they can urge, this is the New, New International Version, it says, Then they can urge the younger women, the older women can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Uh, a woman that becomes the one is a woman that's self-controlled. When a man and all of that testosterone and all of that masculinity starts to turn toxic and a man getting all riled up and ready to fight, it ought to be his woman that is self-controlled and say, baby, calm down. It's going to be fine because she, she has to be his what? Peace. If you want to become the one in a man's life, be the one that brings that man peace. The way to a man's heart is peace. Number two, you have to understand that he's masculine. These are things that every woman needs to understand. And because he's masculine, he needs the respect of his woman. Respect is not optional. Just like, just like honor and faithfulness should not be optional for a woman, you know, a woman who has her wits about her, a man honoring her and a man being faithful to her should not be optional. And well, with a great man, respect is not an option. There, there's, if, if, now you can play that disrespect thing, you know, with a whole lot of these people you've dealt with. But when you start talking about husband material, a king, man, a, a, dude that, a dude that really has it going on and, and is, is husband quality, he's not going to sit around there and let, let you disrespect him. I don't care who you are. I don't care what it is you think you got. I don't care how cute you think you are. He's going to write you off quick, fast, and in a hurry. All, if you want to get rid of a great man, just disrespect him. Just disrespect him. That's all you got to do. You want, him, you want him to pack his grip and be gone before the sun comes up? Disrespect him. And I, I hate to have to tell you, but there are a lot of you who have run good men off, who are on here all the time talking about, ain't no good men, where they at? They're running away from you because you're disrespectful. It, it, it's, it's bewildering to me how many women are disrespectful and don't even know it bewildering nobody's ever sat you down and said you you know that's very disrespectful well i don't care you either you, you either like it or leave it adios i'm out of here if you want to be the one think about how many sisters you know who are just outright disrespectful and y'all sit around at these Happy hours and you sit around at these, these dinner tables and y'all just pour all of this foolish stuff into one another. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take that. What wouldn't you take? He what you mean to tell me he got another job?
to put you, to take care of you, I wouldn't take it. I'd put my foot down. Oh, baby. And then there you are. Now, here's a woman that ain't got a man. Here's another woman who got a man that don't, don't want a job telling you to go home and disrespect a man at your house that's working two jobs to take care of you. And you listening to that. And you're going to run your crazy self home and say that stuff to your man. And y'all going to be sitting there together next week crying about, he left and I don't know what happened with him. He wasn't no good, no way. Welcome to the club. You see, respect is not about one being inferior. You know, so many women get triggered when we say things like, you got to respect your man. Well, you know, I'm not telling you to respect somebody who's disrespecting you. If you got a man that's disrespecting you, you're supposed to, you know, get him up out of there. So why is it triggering to you for me to say to you, you got to respect your, 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 your boyfriend, your man, your significant other, your husband. You can't respect your boyfriend, he'll, he'll probably never become your husband. Because a, a wise man is not going to marry a woman that can't respect him. Or won't respect him. Because respect is not about being inferior or superior. Respect is about honoring boundaries. Understanding differences and rendering honor. You see, Lisa and I respect one another. There's so far we're going and no further. Now, one of my, one of my vices has been in my life, you know, that when I, when I get um, angry, I would cuss you out. Now, I'm, I, don't, I don't go around just cussing people out. You know, not now. God has really delivered me from that. But that has been one of my vices. And, that, and Lisa came into my life when that was a major problem for me. But Lisa can attest. I've never cussed Lisa out. And don't, don't nobody make me angrier more than Lisa. Nobody makes me happier. Nobody makes me angrier than Lisa. The person you love the most can make you angry the most. But I've never cussed Lisa out. You know why? Because I respect her. Because I respect her, there are boundaries. Lisa has never talked down to me. She's never handled me like I'm a child. She's never handled me like anything other than I'm, I'm a man and more specifically, you're my man. She's disagreed with me. She, she's been displeased. But the respect factor has always been there. And I, I hate to report that a lot of ladies are flunking in this wise. And see what happens is 90% of the brothers are never going to tell you. They're just going to disappear. They're never going to tell you that you're, you're, you're disrespectful. You know, you're, you're belligerent. And you don't realize it because this is all you're surrounded by. The culture dictates to you that, the culture says to you that this is acceptable because this is what you see. This is what you see on these, uh, you know, reality shows. All of these women with all of these, these expensive clothes on, kicking their shoes off, cussing and, you know, disrespectful. The Bible says in Romans 13 and 7 in the Amplified, it says, pay to all what is due. Tax to whom tax is due. Customs to whom customs. Respect to whom respect. Honor to whom honor. If you have a man that is worthy of respect and honor, why is it hard for you to render that?
there's, it seems like that, that it seems like there's a broken consciousness registering at this point because you don't have a problem respecting other sisters who you know who earn your respect you don't have a problem respecting folk on your job you don't have a problem respecting uh, leaders at the church but when it comes down to your personal relationships with men you have a problem respecting and then you say well you know why why can't why why can't I close the deal why can't I get married why is it no why is no one choosing me to wife maybe because you're disrespectful if you want to become the one in a man's life you got to learn to you got to learn to respect that man you got to learn how to build that man up and what does that boil down to a lot of this respect thing is subjective because every man doesn't require the same thing you know what I mean? So you have to know the man. And I think, I think a good measuring stick is the scripture says, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Start with not doing anything to him that you don't want done to you. If you don't want him talking foolish to you, don't talk foolish to him. If you don't want him getting loud with you, don't get loud with him. So, you know, letter A, I guess, would be your tone. A lot of women, I find, have a, have a very aggressive and masculine tone but a woman having an aggressive and confrontational tone is disrespectful and is unattractive because you can say the Bible says you can speak the truth in love you, you know you can say the same thing with a respectful tone and with a real man you can get him to think about it but when you use when you use uh, an aggressive and confrontational tone with a real man what happens is he just kind of writes you off and he disconnects and it won't be long after that you'll find that he's moved on or he'll have that conversation with you because your tone was disrespectful and see disrespect sits in a man's heart you think okay well I disrespected him two days ago uh, we're beyond it no we're not beyond it dude is still thinking about it Dude is still thinking, now if he loves you enough, you know, he'll eventually get beyond it. And then he'll get to a point where it starts happening again. Now he's going to start talking to you about it. And then it's going to get to a point where he's out of there. But you can't be the one in a man's life if you don't respect him. So if you don't respect a man, you know, like some of you got guys that you really don't have no respect for. You're just desperate for a relationship. And so you're just settling on whatever's there, but you really don't have respect for him. Now that's going to turn into what? Resentment on your part. And then it's going to turn into outright blatant disrespect that is going to lead to who knows where. But your tone, you know, there's a certain tone a woman needs to use. You know, there's a certain tone. Why? Now here's a man that, you know, Working, respecting you, I, I keep saying that because I need you to understand that I'm not saying every man deserves all of this kind of work I'm talking about putting in, but if you want to be the one in the right man's eyes, you're going to have to have a respectful tone. There's a certain way Lisa Blakes is going to talk to me. Period. Period. There's a certain way I'm going to talk to Lisa Blakes. Period. 
And when if 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 and when we feel like it's gonna get beyond that, somebody taking a ride because we're not gonna we're not gonna play this disrespect thing. The Bible says in Proverbs 15 and one, a soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath, but harsh and painful and careless words stir up anger. I don't know. I don't know what happened. He just he just ghosted me. Sometimes dude ain't ghosting you. Sometimes dude is just flat out running from you because you've been so disrespectful. He doesn't even know how to process it. Let it be. You, you know you, when you when you make everything a priority over your man, that's disrespectful. You got. You got your girlfriends, your girlfriends are priority over your man. Uh, you know, you got all of this stuff and all of these people that come ahead of your man. And he's supposed to be the centerpiece of your world and you're supposed to be the centerpiece of his. And you got three or four different things lined up in front of your man. disrespectful well I'll leave that alone got in enough trouble there now here's a third thing which may sound a little weird but how to become the one in a great man's eyes you have to understand that every man no matter how great he is he needs consequences and rewards a man has to know. See, it's the, it's the, watch this. The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's the self-love you have that stimulates the love the man will have for you. It's when a man sees a woman that loves herself so much or loves herself enough that he automatically knows he cannot love her less than she loves herself. So he automatically understands that, okay, I can only go this far. I can only go that far. This woman has boundaries. Every man wants a woman who has boundaries, whose yes is yes, whose no is no. And he understands that, you know, ain't no toying and playing with this woman. She's not... Uh, she's not the second Timothy three, uh, six through seven type woman that where the Bible talks about a silly woman being laden with sins and led away with all kinds of lust. But this woman, there are consequences for not handling her properly. And then there are rewards for handling her the right way. See, every man is looking for that woman that has that balance. When you, when you just sit out here and you play, you know, the doormat and you just let a man run over you and run over you and run over you and run over you and cheat on you and cheat on you, cheat on, come on man, when are you going to wake up and love yourself? A man is never going to love you beyond the love you have for yourself. When, if and when he finds out that he's trying to love you more than you loving yourself, he realizes that this is just a collision waiting to happen and he simply moves on. A man wants a woman, the one in a man's life is a woman who loves herself so much 
or self-love dictates boundaries for any man that would be in her world. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs 31 and 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. I like that because a part of the virtuous woman's price is honor. If and when you see there, there have always been limits with my wife, Lisa Blake's, not because I just chose, I did choose, and I do have and always have had that kind of respect for her, but I also understood and I understand when you start handling this woman outside of this context, there are consequences. If a, man, if a man doesn't put his head on the pillow at night and understand that about his woman, he's, he's not going to have the enduring respect for you that would be necessary for a long, lifelong, should I say, healthy relationship. But that starts with what? Have you having the self-love that dictates to this man their consequences and repercussions for wrong behavior, and there are rewards and favor for proper behavior. See, it's a confused woman that settles, but a wife is never confused. A wife knows who she is. She knows, you know, she knows what she brings to the table. And she's clear. Doesn't matter how much I love you, I love myself more. And when the day comes that you can't love me as much as I love myself, I will, I will allow my heart to be crushed and let you move on down the road. In fact, open the door for you to get out and move forward with my life and my self-love. That's why it's important for you to work on your self-love. It's because you really can't attract... Um, the right kinds of men until you start to love yourself. As long as you're out there looking for a man to give you what you think you need to love you, you're never going to have what it takes to get a man that... Now, um, number four and finally, you have to understand if you're going to be the, become the one in a man's life, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to understand that a man, the kind of man I'm talking about, is visionary, he's um, ambitious, he's goal-oriented, he's full of potential that he's presently working on. But even though he's full of potential that he's presently working to, to manifest, to actualize, he still needs help. You know, I, people see me today uh, and they see some of my accomplishments. Um, but I, you know, quite honestly, when Lisa came into my life, I had all of that potential. And I was vigorously working on maximizing that potential. But I lacked a lot of the insight. I lacked a lot of the knowledge even uh, to maximize certain aspects of it. 
So when Lisa came into my life, it was like God brought her into my life to partner with me. And so together, she's helped me to maximize everything that God has put within me. And now together we rise. Because what people typically see as my accomplishments are really our accomplishments. Because I could have never done it. I, not, to, not to the extent or to the level without the help of the right woman. Now, please understand when I say this to you, I'm not saying to you that you, 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 you suppose to go out here and be some, become somebody's mama. You can't give a man vision. You can't give a man work ethic. You can't give a man drive. He got to have all of those things in place. He got to have his own vision. He got to be working on it. He got to be driven to it and so forth and so on. And then the right woman is the one that comes into his life to help him. And she helps him in ways that he didn't even realize he needed help. Why did God, Adam didn't realize he needed help. God took and created Adam, put him in the garden, gave him all these assignments, gave him all of this stuff to manage. And then God looked up and said, it's not good for this dude to be alone. Let's make him a helpmeet. And then God created Eve. Because the average man is so busy working on his stuff, he doesn't realize he needs help. But when he, when he locates the right woman, the conversation, he begins to see, oh man, I think I can bring this to another level. And she the one to do it. She the one to help me. But he needs help to maximize. And when a man finds the woman that can help him, there's more to this thing, man. There's more to this thing than having, you know, big hips and, and, and you know, all of that other stuff y'all got going on. There's more to this thing than that. When you start talking about the right kind of man, it's the internals. It's the intangible internals. And the Bible again says in Proverbs 18.22, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And obtaineth favor of the Lord. Well, what do you think that means when a man gets married? He well, number one, it says, whoso finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Every woman that gets married is not a wife. She, now she's, a, she's a wife by intent, but she's not a wife in terms of having been developed. So I love the, the way the Bible says, whoso findeth a wife. When a man finds a wife, he simultaneously, simultaneously finds a good thing and obtains favor. Well, where do you think that favor comes? Is that, just, is that just some kind of spiritual thing? Ooh. Well, I, maybe partly so, but I think, a, I think the greater portion of that favor comes from the qualities, the insight, and the participation of that woman in that man's life. Because God gave us the right women to give birth to what's in us. That's not only biologically so, that the woman gives birth physically, but women tend to give birth to our dreams. Women tend to give birth, you know, pull all of that potential together. Women have the ability to do that, and to manifest and to maximize. So if you want to be the one, be the one that helps him. Be the one that respects him. You know, be the one that has, draws the line, you know, that there are consequences for mishandling me. And, and be the one that is his peace. 
And then I believe, my sister, that um, the outcomes will be a lot better. So that requires what? Becoming the best version of you, allowing God to bring the right one into your world, and just being all you need to be when, they, when he arrives, that he might recognize you and find you. I hope you got something out of that. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for every sister and even brothers that are watching this. Thank you for the wisdom, the divine wisdom that only comes from you. Let it shift and change their hearts. Let it shift and change their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Listen, go to my website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for my mailing list. Check out all of my online programs while you're there. Go to Amazon, pick up any or all of my books. Um, and, and also, don't forget those of you that may need counseling. You may look in the description and there's a link for BetterHelp Counseling. I'm not a counselor, so we have a relationship with BetterHelp. And if you use that link, it will afford you 10% off of the cost of their counseling. And they, in turn, will make a deposit into R.C. Blake's ministries for our having um, sent you their way. Now, I am so excited about this year, and I want you to get excited. Get ready, because I believe some things are really going to transpire for you. I need you to step up in terms of your faith and your expectation, because there are some things that you've been waiting for and believing for for a long time that are getting ready to transpire in your life. Get ready for it. Now, as I always say to you, Lisa and I love you. We thank God for you, all of you that have sown into our lives. We appreciate you so much. You're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So we will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.